Hi, my name uh, is Steve. I'm part of the uh, pastoral team here. It's great that you're here with us this morning. Today we're going to look at the life of a man called um, Arthur Malcolm Stace. And Arthur was born in the slums of Balmain in Sydney in 1884. Uh, Both of his parents were alcoholics and he was so neglected as a a young boy growing up that he had to steal uh, bread and milk and forage through garbage bins for, for food just to survive. By the age of 12, um, Arthur had become uh, a ward of the state and impacted by poverty and illiteracy and no d- decent role models, Arthur's uh, childhood was, was incredibly difficult. And so what he did in response to uh, the environment that he was growing up in was he turned uh, to alcohol and to a life of crime. And he was sent to jail for the first time at the age of 15. And as a teenager, when he wasn't in jail, he worked for an illegal gambling dens and also for his two sisters, who both ran brothels. And to make life even worse, when World War II broke out, He was uh, shipped off to Europe, and uh, in the course of of, uh, the warfare that took place, he was blinded in one eye. A pretty tough story, isn't it? However, life took a dramatic turn for Arthur on August the 6th, 1930. He was 46 years old, when he wandered into St. Barnabas' church in Broadway, Sydney. He was hungry, lonely, destitute, and absolutely desperate to give up alcohol. He'd begun drinking methylated spirits, and it was having a dreadful impact on his mind. And there at St. Barnabas' church, Arthur heard the gospel. And when the service finished, he walked across the road to a park, sat under a large fig tree, and with no one else to turn to, he turned to God, a little like Pam did. And he turned his life over to God and invited Christ into his life. And just like Pam... Immediately, something supernatural happened. Arthur was miraculously freed from alcoholism. And very quickly, his life turned around and he became a completely different person. A couple of years later, Arthur was at church listening to a sermon and the minister who was preaching said he wished he could shout the word eternity throughout the streets of Sydney. Instantaneously, Arthur knew he'd found his life calling, and that was to write the word eternity on the footpaths of Sydney. There was just one problem, though, and that was um, Arthur couldn't write. And that's when Arthur experienced another miracle. Many years later, he explained... Eternity went ringing through my brain and suddenly I began crying and felt a powerful call from the Lord to write eternity. 
I had a piece of chalk in my pocket and outside the church I bent down right there and wrote it. The funny thing is that before I wrote it, I could hardly write my own name. I had no schooling and I couldn't have spelt eternity for a hundred quid. But it came out smoothly in a beautiful copper plate script. I couldn't understand it. And I still can't. And so for the next um, 35 years at 4am every morning, Arthur would get out of his bed and ask God where he should go. Then when almost everyone else was in bed asleep on the footpaths of Sydney, Arthur Stace would kneel down and write E-T-E-R-N-I-T-Y. Eternity. He wanted to remind people that there was more to this life. He wanted to remind people that we are eternal beings who continue to live long after we take our final breath. And remarkably, Arthur did this for 30 years before anyone discovered that he was the person responsible for this one word sermon that appeared throughout the streets of Sydney. And when he died in 1967, Arthur Stace had written the word eternity more than half a million times. Almost 33 years after his death, at the countdown to the new millennium, Billions of people across the globe saw Arthur Stace's eternity emblazoned across the Sydney Harbour Bridge as part of Sydney's millennium celebrations. I still remember that moment. Uh, Louise and I and our family had gathered with um, some friends to watch Sydney's spectacular uh, 2000 firework display. And at that, the climax of those celebrations, there in that distinctive lettering appeared eternity for all the world to see. And I still remember that moment, being overwhelmed and thinking, oh God, it's just like you. To take somebody like Arthur Stace, an illiterate, ex-criminal, an ex-alcoholic who was drinking methylated spirits and at one of the most significant moments in world history to place that man at centre stage. I just want to share with us a couple of valuable lessons from the life of Arthur Stace that we could all benefit from. Number one, do what you can with whatever you've got. Just do what you can with whatever you've got. You see, God is not looking for superstars. God is simply looking for people who will do what they can with whatever it is that they've got. All Arthur Stace had was a piece of chalk and one world, one word, and yet he impacted the people of Sydney and the whole earth with his one word sermon. Don't be concerned with what you don't have, but focus in on what you do have. 
even if for you it feels like what you have is only small and insignificant because God is in the business of doing great things with whatever it is that we offer him. There's an example of this in Matthew chapter 14. There's a story of a young boy who gives Jesus his lunchbox, which contains five loaves and two fishes. And Jesus was able to take that little and multiply it and feed a multitude. The Bible says that each person is given something to do to show who God is. Can you, can you say the word something? Something. You've got something. It might only be a piece of chalk and one word, but that something is enough to make a difference to this world. Number two, the second thing that we learn from the life of Arthur Stace is just be happy to be anonymous. You know what? Arthur Stace went for three decades without anyone being aware of who was responsible for the copper, copper plate script that mysteriously was appearing on Sydney's streets. He'd go out in the dark and write anonymously. He wasn't seeking success or status or celebrity. He was simply happy to perform for an audience of one. In our church in Newcastle, um, we had an old, older gentleman who would have been in his 70s. His name was Bill, Bill Elkin. And Bill wasn't a preacher and he wasn't a musician. Uh, you weren't likely to give um, uh, uh, the pulpit to somebody like Bill. But what Bill did, his, his job in the church was he was, can I say, just a greeter. He was just a greeter. And uh, we had a, a young guy come to our church. Uh, he's still one of our best friends. His name's Penton. He was a hairdresser. He was so cool. He drove a really nice BMW. And he lived in a really flash house. And he started coming to our church. And I caught up with Penton one day. And I said, hey, Penton, what is it that has brought you to our church? And I thought, well, it's either going to be my preaching um, or it's got to be our music because we had such hot music. We had, our worship leader had been in the conservatorium, been trained in the conservatorium of music. We had professional musicians. We had a recording studio. I thought it's got to be the preaching or the. It was always the preaching or the music. And um, Penton said, "It was Bill. Bill. Bill Elkin." He went, "Yeah, Bill Elkin." I said, "Why?" Why Bill? And Penton said, well, Bill's about the same age as my dad and, and, and I don't have a very good relationship with my dad. But every time I come to church on a Sunday, I walk through that door. Bill says hello and he gives me a hug. And that's what I need. So here's... Bill Olkin, who's anonymous, he stands at the door and he welcomes and he just greets. But he was making a profound impact on somebody's life. Arthur Stace reminds us, not just to do something with what we've got, but just to be content 
with being anonymous. Number three, we all leave a legacy. That's a, a picture of um, Arthur Stace's uh, grave. You see, Arthur Stace had no idea that after his death, that an opera called The Eternity Man would be made in honour of him, or that a movie of the same name would be made about him, or that the National Museum of Australia and the National Gallery of Australia would both hold exhibitions devoted to his story, or that his simple uh, one-word sermon, Eternity, would be inscribed on the Sydney Harbour Bridge to be seen by billions of people, or that the Eternity theme would be again used at the 2000 uh, Olympics opening ceremony, or that we would be talking about him here today. I doubt whether any of us here will have operas or movies made about us or museums or art galleries that are going to hold exhibitions and displays about our work or have firework displays or Olympic Games ceremonies highlighting our achievements. But what will happen is we're all, every one of us here, we're going to leave a legacy. Let's just make sure that we endeavour to leave something good. And so Arthur Stace reminds us that we can all do something with what we've got to be content with being anonymous. And he reminds us that we're all going to leave a legacy. And finally, and most importantly, he reminds us that life transformation is always possible. No matter how difficult our upbringing, how adverse the circumstances in life that we faced, or how powerful our addiction might be, Jesus can turn our life around. We don't have to be a drunkard, a thief, or a, a derelict to need transformation. If we were honest... We all need help becoming the best me that we can possibly be. There are things that we all struggle with that are sabotaging our lives. And no matter how hard we try, we have to admit that we need external divine help to help us to change. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 to 18 says, Anyone who belongs to Christ, becomes a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God, who brought us back to himself through Christ. When Arthur Stace turned to God and turned his life over to God, God turned everything around for him. And what is true for Arthur Stace and what is true for Pam, what has been true for me and many others of us here in this place can be true for you. Your life can be turned around. Your life can be transformed. Your life can be changed. And so we learn from Arthur Stace that we can, we can all do something with what we've got. We've got to learn to just to be content with being anonymous. 
We have to realize that we're all going to leave a legacy. So let's make sure that legacy is a good one. But most importantly, God is in the business of transforming lives, of turning lives around. All you need to do is turn your life over to God. If you're here this morning and you'd like to meet this Jesus, you'd like to have an encounter with this God, we'd love to talk with you. And there'll be a few of us just kind of floating at the front, so we'd love to give you a Bible and some literature that would just help you on your journey with God, and we'd love to be able to talk with you and, and just to point you in the direction. So feel free to come up after the service, or if you want to fly under the radar even more, um, just come and tap one of us on the ch- shoulder after the service, and we'll be really happy to talk with you. Can we pray? Loving God, we want to thank you for the stories of, of, of people like Pam. We thank you for the stories of people like Arthur Stace. Lord, we pray that we would learn the lessons that their lives teach us. And Lord, I pray for that person or those people in this place today that have never connected with you. Lord, I pray that you would turn their lives around as they turn their life over to you. May you, by your Spirit, speak to each and every one of us, we pray in your precious name. Amen. Amen.